As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we try to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life, using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Howdy! This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. I'm Drew Myers. We have an amazing show planned for you guys tonight. We've been trying to get our legs since the Bee Festival in early November. Well, we have found them. I am so pumped up about tonight's show. Our featured artist tonight is Mr. Billy Hartman. Just like we do with all of our featured artists on the Defining Audacity radio show, we'll highlight Billy's music tonight, hear his story, and we'll talk to him about his goals, dreams, and aspirations. This guy is special, I'm not going to lie, and I'm pumped to introduce him to everyone tonight. Also on tonight's show, we have the amazing family behind Scandalous Grace, a company that is delivering a very, very powerful message. I met this family leading up to the Bucket List Festival we had here in Glenrose. This family played a significant role in the festival, and I asked them to come on the Defining Audacity radio show to share their story and share their perspective. The best adjective that I can use to describe this family, powerful. We will talk to this inspiring family in the second hour of tonight's show. Before we do our kickoff song tonight, I need to share what I did with my family last night. My entire family, mom, dad, sisters, brother-in-laws, not the kids, but everybody else, we went to see Dolly Parton in concert. Now, seeing Dolly was on my sister Allie's life list, and we turned it into like this big family adventure. If seeing Dolly Parton is not on your life list or bucket list, could I encourage you to put it on there? Because it, it was legitimate. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. What an amazing night. But I don't want you to take my word for it. I asked Allie if she would quickly jump on the show and share about the experience. Again, what a kick-butt experience. So just real quick, I'm going to bring my sister Allie on the show with me. Allie, you there? I'm here. Tell us about the concert. Well, it was everything I wanted it to be and so much more. I really didn't know what to expect as not ever seeing Dolly in concert before so I think my expectations were really really high and then she met all of those so it was really fun you want me to like talk you through like the anticipation of the day because I can do that well let's let's go back even further than that how did this end up on a life list or a bucket list for you so I think growing up watching Best Little Whorehouse in Texas was a very common movie (laughs) that played at our house, as you know. That is true. I can uh, verify um, that information, yes. So when she was explaining how she got her look last night, that the, um, like, town prostitute was, like, somebody that she really thought was beautiful, it made me think of growing up looking at her and thinking, oh, my gosh, like, that hair, 
she was just always put together and so perfect. Like, I just always held her up to such a standard, which when she told that story last night, it made me think of how I thought of her growing up. And just, I think being a child of the 80s, you knew who she was and listened to country music. So I always just, like, loved her and thought she was so sweet and had this great personality. And then, like, you know, Steel Magnolias is one of my favorite movies, and I love her character and that so much. So I always just wanted to see her, and I got, I would love to meet her. She's always just been somebody that I really admired. So when I heard she was coming into town, I had just mentioned it, like, in passing to Tanya, I think. And then she kind of got the ball rolling, actually, to, like, hey, let's really go see this concert, which I was all about and so excited for. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. And I'll say it again. If, if seeing Dolly Parton is not on your life list or bucket list, I encourage you to put it on there because it does not disappoint in any shape, form, or fashion. You are entertained from gate to Gate. What was your favorite part last night? You know, I think her just talking and telling her stories of growing up, I think that was like the most special thing about, I mean, I could listen to her talk and tell stories all night. I was most impressed with her playing all of the instruments and Scott, my husband too, uh, was really super impressed. He was like, I didn't realize she was so talented. My favorite, like my favorite song that she sang was probably Jolene. That was like the second song she sang. The second song. And then when she sang Islands in the Stream, as tears were streaming down my face, um, that was a special moment, too. Yeah, I just loved the stories because I think she's just so cute and charming. That made made it special for me. I have a new life list of 55 things to do in 555 days, and it hasn't been published yet, if you will. So I made an alteration as we were driving home last night back to the Glen Rose area. I put Get Dolly Parton on the Defining Audacity radio show because everything that she was saying at the end of the show last night just reiterates what we're preaching week in and week out on this show about, you know, a message of hope, pushing kindness, you know, dreams. That's what I loved about it. The way she kind of tied up the show with a nice red ribbon. Yeah, she's so great. <laughs> now, a lot of times on people's lifeless or bucket lists, they put something on there and then they do it and they're like, eh, that was all right. Or, eh, that didn't live up to my expectations. Just once again, I need to confirm, did seeing Dolly Parton in concert meet your expectations? Oh, met my expectations and then some, and it made me want to see her again. <laughs> Like, my love for her grew even more, if that was possible. That's awesome. It did not disappoint at all. What did your post say on Facebook today? Do you remember? (laughs) Uh, I smiled through the tears. (laughs) I I, I can't remember. And then sharing it with my family, that would made it even more special. It was a really cool night. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for for sharing that and um, kind of inspiring. You kind of inspired all of us to go last night. I wouldn't have thought of doing something like that. That wasn't on my life, Mr. Buckless, but I enjoyed every second of it. And I was thinking, too, like the song that Daddy and I danced to is I Will Always Love You. So it was just like that little part was special to have him there for that, you know. And and Mom, even while we were leaving, was like, thanks for inviting us. I was like, well, thank you all for coming. Like, it was just neat to share that with them. And Good evening all the way around. Thank you so much. I'm glad you got to mark that off and excited to see what's next. Yay!
I don't know. We gotta. I gotta get looking at my list. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you heard me say last night, but going back to New Orleans, just us kids, mm-hmm. like we did last summer, we need to to do that. And I know you're with child, so you need to start figuring that out. How you can make that trip happen? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Can we can we bring said child? You can bring a child, but we need to bring somebody with us, a nanny, if I you know. will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely want to do that. That was fun. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, girl. We'll see you. Love you. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Again, just an awesome experience. Thanks to my sister Allie for jumping on real quick right there to share about that experience. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in tonight, wherever you might be. If you're in the greater Glen Rose area, you're probably listening to the all-new 95.3 KOME, where country and rock come together. If you're listening online, you're probably listening to Texas Homegrown Radio, and I appreciate you tuning in tonight as well. If this is your first time to tune into the Defining Audacity radio show, we try to deliver a message of hope week in and week out. We want people to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. We want people to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight because we feel like that's exactly where they deserve to be. We want to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. I am super pumped that you tuned in tonight. Let's ride. All right, we're going to kick off tonight's show like we always do with a kickoff song. In studio with me, I've got Mr. Billy Hartman. Billy, what's up, man? Howdy, man. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Now, you're going to play a song for us to get us out of the gate here tonight called Easy Way. Yes, sir. Give me the story, man. I want to hear it. Uh, the story behind this, uh, I used to work on the rigs, and I got laid off, as a lot of us did. And I got back home, and I had a lot of bills. I was one of those that ate steak and didn't worry about eating bologna later on. <laughs> I had a truck, and really expensive every month. And I was back home working a kind of general contractor. And I was just kind of consumed by financial woes. And I was sitting at the kitchen table one morning drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life and how I was going to get back to playing music because I'd had to take a temporary break in the middle of 2016, right in uh, July area. And uh, I was just kind of worried, man. And uh, if anybody's been there before, it's a uh, it's song about thinking about committing suicide, which, you know, Things get bad for everybody. There's never a reason, but, you know, every once in a while, the easy way kind of uh, runs across your mind. You think about it. Um, I think that's a people say that if you think about that, you're crazy or you might need psychiatric help. But I think that's a common thing. I I don't I think if you've thought about it or anything, you know, but that's what this song's about. So, okay, good deal. Easy way. Mr. Billy Hartman in studio. Defining Audacity radio show. Let's ride, brother. Got no money, ain't got no hope. Got a pocket full of dead in a trunk full of rope. Gonna find me a town tree, climb way up high. Tie that noose around this goose, kiss the world goodbye. No more troubles for weary, no more trials for pain. And just pick me up and load me with flying wings. No more reason for leaving that this pain will soon be easing And Lord, I'm gonna take it easy way
mirror in my room. Lord, I'm looking at a man, ain't got nothing to lose. Let big himself up and lose these blues. Like walking down a rocky mountain when you ain't got no shoes. No more troubles for me, weary, no more trials for pain. Just pick me up and load me fly away. No more reason for me leaving that this pain will soon be easing. Then Lord, I'm gonna take it easy way. Found a bottle scratching at the walls. Lord, I'm praying for saving, making all them calls. It's no more handouts, the prideful dues. I'm giving up on life and better giving up on you. No more troubles for weary, no more trials for pain. You just pick me up and load me fly away. No more reason for believing that that pain will soon be easing. And Lord, I'm gonna take it easy way. And Lord, I'm gonna take it easy way. Billy Hardman, Easy Way, Defining Audacity Radio Show. That's good stuff, man. I like that. Thank you. Now, Radical Honesty for my listeners, that's the first song that I've ever heard Billy Hartman sing. I'm I've, glad I've, you I've, enjoyed I've, it. <laughs> I've tried many times to hear Billy sing, but I have not ever seen you perform. And you said right before we started this interview, you said, you wanted me to play something so you know. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I'm Billy. <laughs> I said, man, you come highly endorsed. And I see why. I really do. People sing your praises. A lot. You have a lot of fans out there. Well, I got to give it to them folks that <laughs> enjoy the music. <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah, it's probably mostly musicians too, man. A lot of the people that do enjoy my stuff, I find in general audiences too. But a, a lot of musicians kind of uh, they keep my uh, confidence level to the point where I, I'm still willing to play for folks. So I, I would tell you straight up if I didn't like it. I don't think I'd be rude, but it, but I I would be honest with you, and I really do like it. I think I think you're extremely talented. Thank you, thank you. I've, we've had some cool people in here, up and coming guys, Lucas Bevan, who you know, and Clayton Smith. You're as good as those guys for sure. Well, thank you for sure, and and, and, and I'm I'm fans of those guys as well. So thank you. that's awesome. Now, Billy is a, a Lipan boy, <laughs> the, the hotbed of singer songwriters in the. Uh, State of Texas, Lipan. There's something in the water, man. I don't know what it is. Lucas Bevan from Lipan, Giovanni Yanez from Lipan. Both of them been on the Defining Audacity radio show. So I'm excited to get another Lipan boy in studio here to yeah. talk about it. What's going on over there? Why all these singer songwriters, musicians coming out of there? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, Lipan. Well, for me, uh, it started out a really good friend of mine in high school, uh, Mr. Wesley Holtzford. He plays with Doug Moreland down in Austin. And if, I don't know if you know Doug. Doug sings the, I drank a lot of beer, man. I drank right. a lot. He sings that. So, But uh, Wesley was real big. He started getting into fiddle playing. He actually played with Six Market. He was a part of uh, Six Market when they were just getting started. 
and he chose not to stay with them because he got more into a western swing traditional country uh, i'd picked up music because of wesley this <laughs> is a kind of a funny story i was sitting in uh, english class seventh grade and wesley came in with uh charlie dodson and i can't remember the other guy's name is colton something but they came in and they sat down and played tribute by tenacious d for our class and all the girls were like, oh, my God, wow. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing because I wasn't good at sports. I mean, I'm 5'7", five, 5'8", five, maybe, if I stand on my tippy toes. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And uh, Wesley was a big influence on a – he kind of guided me on, you know, listen to this, study this, and right. learn from it. And if you are going to write, you know, make sure you're doing what you need to be. So he was just, he was a real big influence for me. And that was kind of, uh, I feel like maybe when Gio moved into La Pan, he'd come out from another school. And I'd had my high school band at the time. Wesley had moved on and been playing with guys like Randy Rogers, uh, with bands that were opening for Randy. He'd been playing and hanging out with those guys. So that to me was just the coolest. And then I had my band in high school and Gio kind of came along. And I just remember he was always asking me questions and, you want to listen to the song, man? I wrote this song. And he's played me songs that he'd start covering. And it's just, it's one of those deals. It's a, it's just a, a general love of music. And I think that kind of captures people. Some I don't know I don't know what it is about La Pan, but there's just because I've known a lot of people that asked me about playing and then they just never they petered out on it they never right. kept up but Giovanni was definitely one of those that he kept going and Wesley and then Josh Mills from La Pan too I need to get you hooked up with him he's okay. another great artist songwriter from La Pan and the funny thing about Josh is he got bit by a rattlesnake on his strumming hand uh -huh. so he has two dead fingers. And he got out of playing for a really long time, but he just started again. And if, can I plug an event that we'll be doing? Absolutely. December 8th, somewhere between Granbury and Weatherford, we're doing an event for the La Pan Fair Fund to raise money for the town. I think Josh is going to be there. Giovanni's going to be there. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to try and get Lucas to be there. And if Wesley was attainable, I'd try to get him too, but he doesn't answer his phone a lot. <laughs> He's one of those. But love him to death. But yeah, man, it's I don't know. La Pen is just uh, it's one of those places. It's magic. It's magical, but it's still your hometown. So it's like I love it, but right. It's nice to get away. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's awesome, and I love the fact that you're in studio with us today to to tell your story because I want to hear your story, share your music, and then we're going to talk about goals, dreams, and aspirations. What we do here on the Defining Audacity Radio Show. So I appreciate being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So give us the Billy Hartman story. And like I told you, it can go as deep as you want or it can stay as surface as you want. Where would you like me to start? Well, some guys sitting there and they're like, well, I was born a... All they, right. go, they go all the way back. Let's see. I'll start as far back as I can. I want to know how you picked up that guitar and started playing. You kind of alluded to that. Okay, we'll start there. So that story kind of uh, leads into this, but prior to that story, Christmas time, I was probably 13 or 12 at the time. And I'd been telling my parents, because I, I had a general interest in music. I always loved music. and uh, But when I was younger, I rap music. I loved Tupac, um, 50 Cent, G-Unit. So I wanted drums. And my my folks didn't really like rap, but I, I just wanted to be able to, I liked I like the beats and I like the words and some of the songs. So I was like, okay, well, this is, you know, I want drums. That, that'll be fun. But my mom and dad were like, no. Right. So I told my biological father, who is a, a merchant marine, uh, that 
wanted some drums and as opposed to sending me a drum kit even just the smallest one he sent me a guitar it was a squire stratocaster i remember i opened it up on christmas and i almost <laughs> broke down in tears because i was like i don't want to play guitar and uh so i stuck it in the closet man and then that day happened and i was in school and um so i, I went home that day and sat down and i learned i kind of figured out how to do some smoke on the water and after playing that for about three weeks i remember my dad was like you ever gonna learn anything else on that dang guitar and I was like, well, I guess I need to because that didn't impress the girls, you know, after right. a couple of weeks. So I started learning and picking and uh, just kind of teaching myself and learning chords. And then I, I wrote my first song. And I can't even remember how it went, but I was probably 15 or 16 and I wrote my first song. And it, it was probably if I listened to it today, I'd be like, wow. You know, uh, but back then it went went over really well. It's kind of how it came to be. I just, I, I don't know. I fell in love with it. I think that happens for some people. I have a lot of people walk up and ask me, and they're like, I want to learn how to play guitar. Do you have any tips? And if you have the will to do it and you want to enough, you will learn how to play guitar. Right. You can sit down, you can take lessons, and I've seen it happen a hundred times. Fiddle players, mandolin players, guitar players, anything. Anything you do in life, I guess you can, you know, put this to is if you want to do it bad enough you're going to that's right and the fact of the matter is most people get into it and they decide it's too hard and they don't want to mess with it they'd rather go play video games or something which is something i can't stand <laughs> but sidebar <laughs> yeah so it's uh yeah man it's just all about doing it and it was just one of them things i fell in love with it and it became a therapy almost for me growing up and having teenage angst i'd get mad and instead of i don't i don't know whatever punch in the wall yeah you know i would go and sit down and i would just start playing and i'd i'd write a song about it if i whatever if i was mad if i was sad if i was sick and i couldn't steal a cigarette and smoke it and i was having nicotine cravings which i did write a song in high school about that early enough it's just anything man anything i was feeling i would just sit down and i would play if i didn't play music i probably would not be alive really? <laughs> i'll say that yes and the music's a very big part of my life and there i <laughs> i'll say honestly i've uh, no reason other than this and oh, I, if my girlfriend hears this, and my girlfriend, of course. But um, music, it's uh, it can take you here, it can put you down here, and it's very therapeutic for me. That's a powerful statement. Well, that you. you wouldn't be here if I, if, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's very honest. If music wasn't in your life, so that's that's extremely powerful. Now, did you take a break from music? You said you were working on on the rigs. I did. Uh, I graduated high school. The band I had in high school, I left them. We finished that up, and I ended up having a fire bass player, and I fired a drummer, and I got introduced to another drummer that was from La Pan, and he introduced me to another guitar player. And uh, I met a bass player that was studying in Lubbock. His name was Mariano Cordero. We ended up all getting together, and we started kind of a second round of the band that I did have. And we started doing Southern Rock. The first band was Texas Country, like straight up Texas Country, like kind of ragweed sounding. Right. And uh, this new one, I, I wanted to get to something different. I'd, I'd kind of grown tired of trying to write. I felt like people were like, write this, write this. This is what I want us to sound like. And so I was trying to cater to the band as opposed to just writing my songs and us playing them. And so we got in this rock group and started doing that. And that was kind of a slow downhill slide. 
Uh, that band ended in Austin one night. I had two bottles of wine, and we opened for Clay McClinton, which is Delbert McClinton's son at an industrial complex down there. But I woke up the next day, and I was back at my house in La Pan, and nobody was answering their phones, so I obviously knew I'd messed up. It was a bad decision making. I was young. Still make bad decisions, but not that bad. Um, <laughs> so that band ended, and uh, I was working at a machine shop at the time all that was going on. Worked at the machine shop for two years. They had uh, laid me off, kind of. So I left there, and I, I told all of them I was walking out the door. I was like, I don't need y'all. I don't need this place. I'm about to go work on drilling rigs. I'm going to start making money because I always told myself I was going to work on a rig or I was going to play music for a living. And so I left, and I hit up a buddy of mine that had just gotten a driller's position, and he's like, yeah, man, I'll hire you. So went and did the did the rigs for four years and pretty much stopped playing music. I would come home and maybe, you know, if somebody needed me to come fill in on a song swap, I would go, but I, for the better part, stopped, which I look back now, like four years, you know, if I'd been writing and right. doing what I'm doing now, because for me, it's crazy to think the past year, how far and how much I've done and the people I've met. So I, I, I want to tell this story okay? because this is in the article that I wrote for Texas Life magazine. Yes, sir. Uh, I was sitting in the change house one night, and me and a buddy of mine had just finished talking about Poncho and Lefty, uh, the town song. And I told him, you know, I didn't really enjoy the song so much anymore because I felt like they pushed it way too much on radio. And the Willie and uh, Merle version, uh, I felt people didn't even know it was a town song at that point. So I just, and we had a whole conversation about that. And he's like, all right. He's like, all right, Willie, well, I got to go back to work. And so he heads out, and I was sitting there playing. And uh, we had a safety man come in, and he sat down, and he had his laptop, and the washers and dryers are going, and I'm just kind of back there picking along, and I asked him, I was like, man, am I going to bother you? I know you're working. I'm, I was off tire, so I was just hanging out. And he's like, no, man. He's like, go ahead. I, I don't mind. So I was sitting there, and I was playing some songs, and I was trying to write because I never stopped playing guitar or singing, but I just didn't do shows. Right. It's, like I said, it was a therapy for me. <laughs> so I was sitting there, and uh, I played a few songs, and he walked over to me, and he looked at me, and he said, Man, he said, what are you doing out here? <laughs> Making a dollar, man. I was like, I got bills, you know. And he's like, can I tell you something? I was like, yeah. He said, you know what I wanted to be when I was a kid? Was no, sir. <laughs> I wanted to be a stock car racer. He said, you know what I did? He said, I grew up, and he said, I was about 25. He said, I sold everything I had. And I put it all into a stock car, and I started racing. He said, I raced professionally, not obviously in NASCAR, but he made sure. a circuit. He said, and I raced, and I did that for 15 or 16 years. With my family, everything, had all my bills paid off. He said, and I enjoyed my life. I did what I wanted to, you know, what I dreamed of doing as a child. And he said, and I don't regret one bit of it. He said, now I'm working. I'm old. You know, I did my thing. He's like, I don't race anymore, but, you know, I did it. I did it. He pretty much to the extent told me to uh, not wait till tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. You do it today. You never wait because if you say, I'll do it tomorrow, you always wait to do it tomorrow. And it profoundly affected the way I thought about music. And this was about two, two and a half years into uh, working out there. And um, one night, uh, the oil field started to go down. And I was out there, and we were uh, re-spooling the draw works. And... 
I was sitting there and I was pulling tight and we already had everything latched up and we was uh, getting ready to re-spool and the driller jerked the drill line and drill line is uh, like two, two and three quarter inch steel cable wrapped in plastic and when he jerked it, it pulled my hand down into uh, the spool which has, uh, it looks kind of like a big screw and it, my finger exploded. So yeah, that happened and that was the point I realized I was either going to lose a finger or die out there. And my dad was working at the time for Bass Pro Shops as a, uh, a um, imagery specialist. And he told me about it, and it's good money. Get out. You don't want to do it no more. It's going downhill. Let's go. We working in California. So I ended up getting out of the oil field. I went to California again, still out of music. Uh, I was working 20 days, 21, 28 days at a time out there in Rockland and San Jose. And didn't really have much luck riding California was bad for me mentally, (laughs) being gone from my friends and my family. And I ended up actually getting laid off from that. Yeah, it was. That was last year, um, October 31st. I flew home from San Jose. And I got back home, and John Young had started his open mic on Wednesdays. And Giovanni had talked me into going. And I went out there, uh, and it wasn't long after that. Or maybe just before that, I'd met Buck Fuffalo for the first time. We'd both heard about each other for years. Now, I'd, I'd like to say that Buck's one of my best friends cool. uh, in town. And I met Buck, and a lot of my old friends, Carrie Lick, John, uh, had showed up. I met, there's so many songwriters I could name off. Josh Harville, Thomas Knapp. Uh, I met Brandon Adams. I met Kenzie Coffin. Uh, just everybody. Garrett Thompson, who is a DJ in Stephenville. Right for Texas Great Hunter. singer. Great yeah, singer. I've heard. Oh, man, you blow your mind. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I met all these people, and I just, I've I've had nothing but a wealth of help since then. Um, it, help, it, just in music, uh, people helping me do what I love. And so I'm still working construction, making, you know, meager wages, but my boss helps me out if I tell him I need to leave. You know, I can go and I can do whatever I need to. And since then, uh, I've gone to Nashville to not see anybody important, but a buddy of mine knows some songwriters who work for a publishing company out there, and I got to go play some songs for them. And I've done so much since then that it it's totally worthwhile. Every day that I live now is just amazing. I've gone to Nevada to play shows. I'd like to get out out of state some more i'm hoping to get towards kansas city but i'm not sure if that'll happen but just getting out and around man i've just been playing music and doing what i do since then is it's all been work since high school but now it's actually finally kind of a focus on music so i'm excited to see what happens and where it goes that's awesome joining me on the defining audacity radio show billy hartman i've got questions now man so what happens is you talk for However long you told that story. Yeah, I know. I and go I mean, on. You've got to stop no, me. No, I don't. Because what I do is, I, what I start to do is I start to process the questions in my head here. He's got to get another Keystone light. I like oh, yeah. that. Okay. I love that. <laughs> what was the name of the guy in the trailer, the stock car racer in the trailer? I have no idea what his name was. Damn it, He man. was an older man. Come on. He was about 6'2". He had gray hair, glasses. Uh, and he was wearing an H&P uniform and a hard hat. That's all I can remember. You know what my mama would call that guy? What? An angel. An angel? It had to be something, he, man. He I was, never seen him after that. That was a weird thing. <laughs> see, man? That, my mom would be like, 
angel. It was crazy. It was so nuts because I'd never seen him there. He never visited our rig. We had we had like regional district safety people. But this guy had never seen him before. And it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And he just like came in there and sat down on his laptop and listened. And he got up and gave me that speech. And I was just like, wow. And then he went over there, packed up his stuff, and he was gone. I never saw him again. So I was like, well, you might be right. <laughs> angel, man. So... That's my first question. What's his name? You have no idea. <laughs> Second question, how often do you think about that? Man. Because he gave you a profound message. It's like almost like a kick straight to the gut. It really is. And that was um, really the first time I thought about it in a while was when I began writing this article. Because I tried to think uh, some of the questions you're asking. You know, I tried to... I tried to just look back and think of all the things that have kind of brought me to where I'm at now. And that's that's one that will always stick out. And um, it was just thinking back to the the steps and the conversations and the people along the way that have, you know, kind of gave those words of encouragement or wisdom. And, you know, it, I, I guess if that many people have that many nice things to say, maybe. You just start believing it? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, I'm going to tell you my story, and then I'm going to tell you what we say on this radio show all the time. I'm going to build on this guy. we got to, we got to give him a name. Just give him a name. You're a creative guy. Give the guy in the trailer a name right now. Let's say his name's Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson. We'll just call him Jack. His friends call him John, though, from time to time. There you, you go. like that? Yeah. yeah. So here's my story. I was living in Ashland, Oregon for one year of my life, and we'd go out to the bars, and, and I'd apologize to my listeners i know they've heard this story before but it's a good one and there was a guy a homeless guy there and he worked around the bar cleaned up and stuff for pints of beer they paid him with pints of beer and when we first got to ashland we were kind of we were young and stupid and we called him um, crazy joe we never asked him his name we were a-holes like that so we called him crazy joe and then but the more we went out, the more we got to know him. His name was Patrick. Got to know Patrick a little bit. And I remember sitting at a bar with Patrick at the end of the night. I guess it wasn't a busy night because he was just sitting there. He wasn't cleaning up. And we were drinking a pint together. And he mumbled when he talked. Couldn't really understand it. Mm. But this particular night, he said something to me. And he, it was crystal clear. Billy, he said, I don't want things to happen accidentally. I want things to happen on purpose. I was like, blew my mind. Boom. And I've been living that way Ever since that homeless man in Ashland, Oregon, told me that. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So on this radio show all the time, we encourage people to live on purpose. That's our deal. Hashtag live on purpose. Well, that's what we're pushing. That's our agenda. That's awesome. We want them to live on purpose. But what we say, the worst phrase in the English language is, I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and you know why? We, but you know why we say that? Now, Jack, your guy from the trailer, friends call him John. He had a different rationale why he said that. But here's our deal. Because that is so ignorant and naive to think there's going to be a tomorrow. Because there are no guarantees. You know what I mean? It's true. 100% true. I mean, are we going to wake up tomorrow morning? Probably. But there are no guarantees, brother. Never know. You never know. Grab the newspaper and read the headlines. Yes, you sir. never know. I agree. So... That's what we push all the time. So if there's something you want to do, you do it today. play the guitar, start a radio show, climb a mountain, jump out of an airplane, whatever it is, go and do it. That's an awesome. That's a cool that it led into your story. Yeah. I bet you were like chomping at the bit the whole time. I was no, us. I wasn't. Okay. I was listening to you. <laughs> no, but, you know, my mom said, Patrick, 
homeless guy from Ashland, Oregon, Angel also. People come into our lives and they give us these whispers. And if you're a person of faith, it's those whispers are coming from someplace bigger. And it's cool because I think we need those whispers to remind us. Yes, sir. You know, you needed that whisper from Jack in the trailer. And other things have happened since then. But Jack's message kind of got the ball rolling. And I, I don't know. I think that's a really cool story. I'm glad you shared that. That's I love that. <laughs> and it, I challenge you to never, ever forget that. And, and I think you nailed it. It doesn't have to just do with music. It's everything. It's everything, everything, man. You never wait to do it tomorrow. You always do it today. So I love that you're playing music now. And is is one of your goals to do that full time? Oh, it has to be. I would love to play full time, man. That's what I'm working towards. It's a easy way right now. I'm recording it and trying to get that. I, I'm hoping. I'd like to, fingers crossed, hope for the best, expect the worst. Uh, get that out to radio, and I'd like to see that song. Uh, I, I tell people I like to write songs that make you bend your knees. So I feel like it's one of them songs that you know make you bob your head, bend your knees, and one dance, drink a beer. But I do have other songs, you know. But I feel like that one, hopefully, I just I want to catch people's attention. I want people to kind of know maybe who I am, but know the music, know the songs. And that way I can eventually, I would love to play music for a living. That's all I want to do. I'd love to, if I did that seven days a week for eight hours a day, you wouldn't hear me grab. <laughs> right. So that's, uh, that's what I'm working towards. Man. So this is kind of a rhetorical question. I, I figure I know the answer. Are you glad you started doing it again, man? You said oh, you got off the rig, you got yes. out of the stuff in California, and you, you started playing again on at, a regular basis? At first, I was really downhearted kind of almost about it, and uh, I don't know why, but I, I kind of felt like everyone had, everybody I knew, Giovanni and all my friends from Stephenville that were songwriters, I felt like everybody had almost uh, surpassed me and left me behind talent-wise because they'd been playing consistently and gigging and their names are starting to get out there and then i kind of just show back up four years later and people are like oh my gosh i haven't seen you in forever where have you been well i've been working and i don't really you know i've been paying bills and doing my thing and i uh, hadn't left la pan really uh, i'd lived in stephenville for a little while and had a bluegrass band but that kind of didn't really do too much we played mostly up towards a uh, uh, Montague, Nakona, just across the Red River, and uh, that was about it. We did a the original Larry Joe Festival in Meridian. Really? That was kind of cool. Yeah, there was nobody there, but it was just to say that we played there was neat. And uh, but yeah, man. Uh, now, if I, I'm I'm definitely glad I got back in, but it was a little disheartening at first watching how good everybody was and just listening to their songs and be like, wow. And I, I felt like I kind of had to step my game up and get back up to their level. So it took a lot of uh, going to open mics and hanging out with my songwriter friends and just doing all that again. And now I'm, I'm doing your radio show that so many people that I look up to and, and I'm friends with have been here. And so I'm really honored. And I've, I've done a lot of things this year. In, in this year alone – that I did not imagine I could have accomplished in a year. You know, four years ago, I never thought that I could have done anything I've done this year. Um, so it's it's really cool for me. I feel like I'm on my way. I feel like I'm moving. And uh, I'm just I'm ready to get some music out and see if people kind of latch on to it and want to hear it. Because if they do, I want, Look them, out. <laughs> yeah, Look I want out. them to call and I want them to come to shows. That's awesome. 
Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show in studio, Mr. Billy Hartman. Billy, on this show, we talk about goals, dreams, and aspirations. We want to encourage people to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. We want people to start living on purpose. We want them to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight because we feel like that is where they deserve to be. We want people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. And we use life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everybody that comes on the Defining Audacity radio show. You ready for this? I'm ready. This conversation is going to go one of two ways after this. And I've been both ways, brother. Do you have a life list or a bucket list? I think I have a bucket list. You think you have a bucket list. Well, then I'm going to, I've been doing this long enough, man. I can say this. If you think you have a bucket list, you do not have a bucket list. Well, the way I see it, honestly, if I can be honest, this is like a really probably a pessimistic view on it, but I don't know really how long I'll live. I'm not giving myself that long. So I'm looking at the things I can do before I end up, you know, taking a nap in the ground and, yeah, so I'd, I'd say def- it's a bucket list, but it's things I would definitely – okay, so bucket list, life list. What's the difference? My main, well, can we talk about the difference real quick? Okay, difference. Okay, the difference is life list, we focus on the life, we don't focus on the death. The definition of a bucket list is okay, things to do Okay, then I do have a about- life list. Okay. My life list is I only have one thing on my list. Okay. I want people to listen to my songs. Okay, um, for example – one night, I was sitting with a friend of mine, Mr. Jim Yoss from Ohio. He's with the Ben Davenport Band. Real good, great friend of mine. Uh, used to live in Lukenbach. We used to sit around and uh, campfire and drink beer and indulge in activities and talk about the universe and love and everything, man. Just, you know, just great conversation. Real dear brother of mine. And um, we'd sit and listen to Guy Clark or Towns Van Zant. After I do pass away, I want people to sit around a campfire or a kitchen table at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night or a front porch, and I want them to be drinking beer, having a good time with good people, listening to a Billy Hartman song. That's If that happens even one time after I've passed away, then my life has been worth living. That's how I feel. I just got to do that. If I can get one person... After I'm gone, just be like, dang, I really do like listening to Billy Hartman. I wish I wish we could hear more Billy Hartman covers at the bar. That would be amazing. I don't know how to respond to that answer because I think that is really cool, and I think that is a cool <laughs> aspiration. I definitely don't think that's a life list item because you'll never get to mark that off. I know. Well, <laughs> that's why I was saying bucket list. Because, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you will never actually be able to take a pen across a piece of paper. So and mark is that, that a – it's an – after life list or something it's yeah it's something but no but but i like that because i think there's a lot of things that you can actually write down on a piece of paper that you want to accomplish that helps you get to that goal i would say that's just a goal yeah a a goal that you have yeah a a long a long-term goal and i don't know why we're always we're already planning your funeral my gosh son let's oh yeah let's live for a while (laughs) Um, you're 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 young lifeless you got got stuff to do man i really i don't there's not a whole bunch of things i uh i kind of take life one day at a time you know i i i see what each day brings and that's kind of how i i take it because you never know i've some days uh was a couple weeks ago i'd been hussy out at Melody Mountain, he started doing the Melody Mountain Mondays, and mm-hmm. he shot me a message. I'd just gotten off work, and he was like, hey, you uh, want to play with Dalton Domino, Cole Wetzel, and Cleto Cordero tonight in Pick and Circle at Larry Joe's? And I was like, yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that was amazing. 
it was cool for me. Was, I mean, all those guys are on the radio and stuff, and um, I had the opportunity to meet Dalton uh, the previous Monday, so it was really neat. And uh, it was cool, man. Uh, and Larry Joe played lead with me on on Easy Way, actually. That's cool. So, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I, I was sitting there playing, and I looked up, and he was over there jamming. And I was like, yeah. All right, and I, I, I'm totally down with that. The spontaneous text message, come over to Melody Mountain and, and play with and, these guys. Hell yes, let's go. We say this all the time on the show. It's not like Ben sends you the text and you're like, up, oh, let me check my life list. Sorry, Ben, that's not on my, life, not on my life list. So I won't be able to make it tonight. It's not like that. What we just encourage people to do is just be intentional about things that you want to do. And it's about stopping for a second and figuring it out. Because that's the problem with our society, that we don't do that. We go, we're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. We're on the hamster wheel. We're asleep at the wheel, whatever metaphor you want to use. And we don't stop and just say, what is it that I want to do? And I'm not talking. See, I have a life list of 55 things that I want to do in 555 days. And it's big ticket items and it's little things, things I want to do with my boy, places I want to go, places I want to go eat. You don't have to have 55 things in 555 days. You could have three things that you want to do, whatever that is. Three things I want to do. Three things that you want to do. And, three, it, and it could be music related. It could be. Can I have, do I do, do I have a specific time period? Hell no. Okay. You set the parameters of your life list. Three things I would like to do. I would like to record a live album full band at the Greenwood Saloon. Okay, that is a great life list item. Now, I want you to keep going and tell me the other two, but you have to also promise me that you'll write this down because it's not real until you write it down. It's like okay. a song. It's like a song. You don't have okay. to write it down right this right, second, right, right. but when you leave this radio station, I will. You write it down. Okay. Um, what else would I like to do? Wait, would, let's just brainstorm. I would like to meet Steve Earle. Okay. I, and if I could make that happen. I would love to, but um, I would love to meet Steve Earle and talk to him. What would be my third? My third. <laughs> hey, okay, listen to me and listen to me closely. I've got one to put on your list. Right. This is a damn good life list item. And I don't know how you would pull this off. You would have to ask some questions. You'd have to go back to your past. You find out Jack's real name. From the if trailer. I could, that would be that would definitely be another just, one. I mean, just to add some color to the story, yes, and and, and maybe even take it a step further. If his name's Patrick, I'm going to freak out, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but and, and maybe even on your life list is to write that guy just a a quick note or you know, so, or something like that. I mean, that is a cool life list item. If I could find out who he is, um, that would be amazing. But I don't. Tell you the truth, I don't even know. He may not even work. He may be like me, may not even work. Oh, there so we're already, we're already making excuses on that life list. Okay, all right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I mean, I think that would be awesome. So there's three things, and we just, those came off the top of your head that we just kind of put down. So voila. Let me just share a couple music related things that I have on my life list. I want to write a song. I want to go see Justin Frizzell's Red Dirt Road Show on Sunday nights. I listened to it growing up my whole life, and but I've never been out there, pre-produced this show, and, and get over there. I want to go to Drew Kennedy's Red River Songwriter Festival in Red River. Have you heard of this? I, I have not. Okay. You, you need to, that's number four on your life list now. Okay. Drew Kennedy every year puts on a, a festival up there. Lucas has been. Really? And are you familiar with Drew at all? Uh, I've heard the name a hundred times, but I'm dude. Is he good? I love him. <laughs> I have consecutive shows where I have pronounced my love to Drew Kennedy, and I'm doing it There's right now. There's nothing wrong with that. I have a man crush on him. This is how I describe his music. It puts me at ease, and also gives me a sense of confidence at the exact same time. That's amazing. It, it speaks to me, and he sat right in that chair where you're sitting, and I told him that, and I felt like a like I geeked out a little bit. 
But, I mean, I think he's awesome. So, anyway, he never got invited to do Steamboat. He tried to get on at Steamboat. They would never invite him. He said, screw that. I'm doing my own festival, and I'm doing it at Red River. And it's turned into more of a songwriter type of deal. Oh, I'm going to have to hit up Drew Kennedy and be like, hey, man, check me out, please. <laughs> Think about it. He's cool, man. He, he played our, our festival that we had here a couple weeks ago here in Glen Rose. Him, Sam Riggs, and Phil Hamilton did a little song swap, and I love him. He's good. Uh, talk to Lucas about him. Anyway, that kind of stuff is on my life list. Yeah. And so I just encourage you to think about it more. And when you're when you're driving down the road, windshield time is a great time to do a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you got a lot of windshield time oh, going I do. between shows and stuff like that. And then also talking to other people. You have named, since we've been in here, 15 people that have been on the Defining Audacity Radio Show that I've had this exact same conversation with. And my kind of shadow mission in life is for you guys to be sitting before a show, drinking Keystone Light and indulging and whatever you indulge in and be like, did you go on that bucket list show? What's on your life list? And you guys start having conversations about goals, dreams, and aspirations. Instead of talking about all the BS you guys talk about before a show. Because there is a lot of that. There's a lot of that in life. Yeah. Whether it's the weather or the price of milk or the price of gas. We talk about a lot of BS. Talk about something cool about goals, dreams, and aspirations. What is it you want to do? I mean, I would love that. I would love for... William Clark Green and Wade Bowen, who have both been on this show at backstage at Larry Joe Taylor, be like, did you talk to that bucket list dude? And I don't even care if they remember my name. And they're like, yeah, what did you tell him? And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And he was like, well, I've always wanted to do this. Well, that sounds cool. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go, go do it together. Let's go hog hunting in South Texas, whatever it is that they want to do. So that's just, that's kind of what I want to do. And it's not just musicians. I can have this conversation with the guy that works over there at Burger King or, you know, professional athlete or Whomever, that's what I like doing on this show. So That's good, man. I really like it. It's different uh, most radio programs. And me and Buck kind of had this talk. Was that most DJs, uh, you kind of go in. It's always a, it's a routine, almost. A, uh, a cycle you go through is this, 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 this. You know, Tell What are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you playing this weekend? Okay, that's cool. All mm-hmm. right, here's some songs. Okay, now back to this. Uh, you're going to play a song. It's just real routine, same stuff everywhere you go. That, that's one thing I, I do like about this show. It's neat. It's questions you don't hear that often. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. I told you out of the gate that, that it was going to be this way. No, I, I'm but enjoying the, it. <laughs> well, that's it's the, cool. And that's the response that we get from a lot of people. I want to talk about your music. That intrigues me, and I'd love for you to play the music and the sounds. And I, I do want to hear about, you know, you – cut an easy way and you know possibly doing an album it's, but i do enjoy these the off questions i guess is the way buck kind of put it and it's it's different stuff like that you know you can go somewhere and talk about the same thing a hundred times at four or five different radio stations but it's it's cool when you get questions like this you it's it's neat cool. <laughs> it's enjoyable okay so we ask people if they have a life list or bucket list and it goes one of two ways yours went you didn't have one, and we talked about that. But when you write something down, those three things or four things, if you add Red River on there, and if it grows into 10 things or 15 things or whatever, I want to see a copy of it. And I'm going to start holding people to this. I'm going to start sending text messages out and be like, where's your list? How many of you marked off? <laughs> well, this is why I want to see it, because making a life list is cool. Marking stuff off is neat. But if I can help you mark something off your life list, that's life-changing for me. Yeah, it takes the whole model of bucket lists or lifeless, which have been called very selfish and turns it on its head and makes it about other people. It's a unique way of giving back. And that's what I love about this whole initiative, this whole live on purpose, defining audacity initiative. It's about it's not about me, 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 me. You have a list of 55 things I want to do in 555 days. 
But if I didn't mark one thing off, and I can help Billy Hartman mark one thing off his list, it's life-changing, man. It's life-changing. So two things I want you to put on your list to inspire somebody else to make a list and to help somebody else mark something off their life list. And it's very easy to do. You just have to talk about it. So when you're with John Young, who's been on the show. I want to ask him about it. Just say, what, what, what are your goals, dreams, and aspirations? What is something that you want to do? What did you tell Drew? And just see what he says. And just let that conversation be very organic and just see where it goes. And maybe there is something that he wants to do that Billy Hartman can help him mark off that nobody else in the world can do. You don't know. That would be amazing. All right, so – so you understand what we're trying to do on the show. You kind of get it. And now let's just see what you do with it. I have no idea what people do when they walk out of this radio station or hang up the phone with me if we do a phoner, where it goes from there. How I would love up. to keep you all updated. Yeah. I think definitely let you know what all's going on because I will – I guess it's going to be a life list. I will make a life list, <laughs> and I'll, I'll make sure to send it to you. I would love that, man. And I would love to see it. Start off with my four items and then – We'll see what all I add to it. Okay, and remember, it's six. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do you mean to recap the six? Because right, right I can. Now we've got live album at the Greenwood. Yes. We have what was number two? Meet Steve, oh, Earl. Meet Steve Earl. And then we had the the Red River, uh, the Red River deal music festival. And the third one, uh, third one was find out the guy's uh, name. The guy's name. Inspire somebody to make a life list and then help somebody mark it off. Yep. Now you have six things on a life list. Be careful before you wake up tomorrow morning, you have 15 things on there. All right. Well, I'm going to throw you your curveball. I'm going to change the last song that I'm going to do. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, he, now since we've had this talk, I, I've uh, I've kind of feel inspired to uh, do this other one. And he's he's telling me that because when Kenzie Coppin was in here, she did the same thing. And I, I had her tell me why she threw me the curveball, why she changed. So you were going to play Minutes Turn to Hours. But I feel like this other song might be a little bit better suited. Okay, tell, tell me why. Um, this is one of the more recent songs I've wrote. And I kind of feel like uh, this was a song actually I wrote after Easy Way. I'd been on a writing drought for a month or two. And I, uh, I got home. I wanted to write something that was uplifting so, and that's uh, the response I got from a friend of mine. I sent it to him after I wrote it. And he was like, wow, that goes in two totally different directions because at first it's just like super depressed and it sounds like it's going to be a bad song. And then the end, it's kind of, it comes back up and it's a, uh, I feel like it's a song of hope uh, the way I see it and hear it. So I guess I could just, and then after we're talking about this life list and helping people achieve things and live on purpose. Uh, I feel like this would be more adequate as opposed to the other song. The other song's a great tune, and it's probably a lot cooler. It's all picking and kind of bluegrassy, quick and fast. But this one's a uh, let's sing the song about hope. Yeah, I like that because we're right. constantly saying we're trying to deliver a message of hope here on the Defining Audacity Radio Show. So, what's the name of the song? I honestly I haven't. Uh, I guess we'll go with. Uh, I haven't named it, but we'll go. Let's start calling this one. I'm going to name this song tonight on the show. That's uh, awesome. That has never happened. That kicks a lot of tail right there. Let's call it Take a Walk With Me. Take a Walk With Me, just titled Take a Walk With just Me. Just titled now. Mr. Billy Hartman on the Defining Audacity radio show. Let's wig a Keystone Light, and you got it, brother.
This life's over And will cease to be I'll still be running from those memories Another day coming in Another night brings again Sorrow from feelings that I'm drowning in Pick myself up From bottom to the top Bending over backwards And I'm praying demons stop I never had a minute Think about what's lost Worried about the reason Never mind the cost And take a walk down the road Full with dark and troubled souls Live behind in life to carry their heavy loads No chance of leaving lucky One day they'll see the light Go ahead and take a step and walk me tonight Stay fast on the straight line Breathe deep and take it in Release all them worries that you carry deep within Tomorrow's a brighter day No trouble and we're on our way Living with the scars of our yesterdays Simpler frame of mind Tell stories just to pass the time I never tried to hurt no one, I swear it on my life Take a walk down the road, full with dark and troubled souls Live behind in life to carry their heavy loads No chance of leaving lucky, one day they'll see the light Go ahead and take a step and walk me tonight So take a walk down the road Full with dark and troubled souls Live behind in life to carry their heavy loads No chance of leaving lucky One day they'll see the light Go ahead and take a step and walk me tonight Well go ahead and take a step and walk me tonight Take a walk with me, Billy Hartman, on the Defining Audacity radio show. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Drew. Let me ask you a question, though. Why don't you have more confidence in what you're doing? Because you have a kick-butt sound, man. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I do. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a deep question, I know. I'm. Yeah. I'm well, you're going to come back on the show, and we're going to talk about that more. Number seven. What? Number seven on my life list. Why don't I have... <laughs> answering that question? Yeah, answering that question. You should, man. You're very talented. So, thank you. It's good stuff. It. I like listening to you. Thank I'm you. excited about seeing you play live, too. I'm, ex- I'm excited, too. I'd love to have you come out to show sometime. I will. I definitely will. Billy Harmon, Defining Audacity Radio Show. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Every week, we try to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. We want you to live on purpose. Join us next week on the Defining Audacity Radio Show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.